Hello, I'm Rick Hensley with Restoring the Foundations Ministry and want to talk to you today about answering the call of God and my personal walk of obeying in faith. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. My wife, Michelle, had been an RTF minister for almost a year when our pastor asked me to come into his green room just before a New Year's Eve service in 2007. He asked me to prayerfully consider being trained in RTF so Michelle and I could minister together. As I was looking at him, quietly in my heart, I said, No, pastor, that's not for me. You have the wrong guy for this. You have not heard the Lord on this one. It took about half a second for me to think that, but I told him I would pray about it, and so I did. Now, you need to understand something about me. I had always been the just-get-over-it guy. We all have issues, I reasoned. Just pray and keep moving forward. Man up. If you fall, just get up and move forward. It will all work out. I considered RTF something akin to counseling, and I hated the thought of me being a counselor. Michelle was a biblical counselor then and would occasionally ask me to join her in a session just to have a man present. I would rather have a root canal and knee surgery simultaneously than be present for a counseling session. I know it has its place, and in general, there's nothing wrong with it at all, but it was not for me. I prayed about it for the first week of January, already knowing what the answer would be because I could not see myself ministering in this way. But the more I prayed, the more I felt the Lord was calling me. So I went back to my pastor and told him I thought the Lord was saying yes. He said, well, the wife and I have been praying on this about a month and we think you're the guy. I said, well, okay then. I told him training started in two weeks. He said, if I could get off work, the church would pay for me to go. So I took vacation time and went to North Carolina for about a week of training. I still wasn't 100% convinced the Lord was actually calling me to do this. It just wasn't me. When I got to the training center at Echo Mount Inn in Hendersonville, North Carolina, I checked into my room. And the inn was a ministry headquarters. It was a functioning bed and breakfast and was also used to house ministry trainees. Well, my room was all pink with white bamboo furniture and a floral bedspread. (laughs) So undignified. This was obviously a sign from God that I wasn't supposed to be there. I threw my suitcase on the bed, opened it up and said, Lord, it's not too late. I can close this bad boy up, call a taxi and I'm out of here. And I'll reimburse the church for all expenses. There was utter silence. I think Jesus was telling all of heaven to be silent. The next day was the first day of training. All us trainees were in one group being taught about the ministry and were given a demonstration of a ministry session. On the second day, we broke into small groups of three with a trainer. One of us would be the minister, another another the ministry receiver, and I was the first observer. My job was to make sure the minister was following the minister's guide and to keep track of the time. Well, as soon as the minister asked the receiver to describe the issue he wanted the Lord's help with, and the receiver started talking about it, I started tearing up. And I never cried. I was the just get over it guy. 
But there I was with these strange objects forming in my eyes, and that was just hearing about the issue he was dealing with. In that moment, Jesus took hold of my heart and turned it toward him. He instantly gave me compassion where there was none before. I had previously taken a spiritual gift test and scored a whopping four out of 100 in mercy. Four out of 100. I had no mercy and no compassion until right then. He equips the called. I said yes, so he gave me all I needed. This fully convinced me he was calling me to be an RTF minister, and I was all in. I was even ready to stay longer, to go further in training, but he graciously reeled me in, and I finished my week of training. I went back home, and Michelle and I began ministering together, just like our pastor had envisioned. In 2014, I felt something was about to change for us. I began having extraordinarily detailed dreams and visions, which was quite unusual for me. I rarely had dreams that I remembered, and I'm not sure I ever had a vision. With some help from friends, we went to the Lord for interpretation. Much of what God was showing me dealt with upcoming promotion. I think because I was seen with such clarity, it felt very intense and came with a sense of urgency. I was thinking within two or three months, whatever it was would happen. Now, I've learned that God doesn't always mean what I think he means, so I had no idea what a promotion would look like or if it would even seem like a promotion to me when it came. I wasn't looking for one, nor did I think I needed one. And I wasn't sure my sense of urgency meant the same thing as it did to him. And to top it off, my wife was receiving nothing. No dreams, no visions, no words, nothing. She was always the one who would pick up on something happening in the spirit before I would. If I would at all, but not this time. It was all me. It was so odd. I went to my pastor and let him know the Lord was up to something with us and that it was so intense it would probably happen quickly, whatever it was. A man of wisdom and experience, he simply said they would pray with us and to just relax and we will see what the Lord wants to do. So in great anticipation, we rested and waited. But even with the intensity and urgency I felt, nothing was apparently happening. Now, a few years before the dreams began, Restoring the Foundations had a leadership change. Lee and Cindy Whitman took over as executive directors from the founders, Chester and Betsy Kilstra. As the new leaders were installed and the baton was passed, the Lord clearly told me to be available for them, to be ready to support them. Too easy, I thought. That evening, I told Lee what the Lord had said. He responded with a great-to-hear kind of response. He had never met me, and I had never met him, and neither of us, I don't think, were too sure about this. And over the years, Lee never called me on it at all. I'd actually forgotten about it. Forward to 2017, and Michelle and I, I were back at the RTF headquarters being trained as trainers for RTF ministry. It was supposed to be a five-week process, but the training director kept asking us to stay longer so we could help them with the ongoing training, and we would also have the benefit of becoming better ministers and trainers. And that the Lord kept telling us, yes, to stay. Eventually, the five weeks turned into a total of 16 weeks. As we neared the end of that time, Lee and Cindy asked us to prayerfully consider joining the RTF staff to support them. Honored, we said we would pray. But almost instantly, the Lord tapped me on the shoulder and said, Don't you remember what I told you when they were installed as the new directors? 
My memory flashed back to when he told me to support them and to be there for them. In that moment, it rose up in my spirit that this was it. So, after consulting with Michelle, I said that we were really didn't need to pray about it. This is what the Lord meant several years ago when he asked us to support you. So we're in. This is what the dreams and visions were all pointing to. This very moment to say yes to God and his call on our lives. We had no idea the offer was coming or what it would look like once in place. But we were off and running. We were back home to Colorado and began getting the house ready to sell. It sold in only 19 days at our asking price, and we headed back to North Carolina. What a blessing. Our two sons were in their 20s, and it was hard to leave them, but knowing it was the Lord made it easier. Now, I've been Lee and Cindy's assistant for almost six years, and Michelle has been the staff intercessor. We both help with training and anything else that comes along. Uh, matter of fact, I have a plaque on my desk that says, Vice President of Miscellaneous Stuff. And we are truly blessed. And by the way, it took a full three years to go from that sense of urgency to being asked to join the RTF staff. But when did this all really begin? It took some time for me to see this, but two or three years before my pastor asked me to pray about getting trained, I had asked the Lord a question. Lord, I see in John 10, 10, you said I will have an abundant life. Even though I have a wonderful life, two great kids, lots of friends, and making plenty of money, it seems something is missing in my life. Where is that abundant part? That was it. I heard nothing back from him when I asked him this, ever. But he started working behind the scenes. And now, after all these years, I can see that he answered my prayer. We are now living the abundant life he destined for us. He just had to get me in alignment with his heart. He readied the promotion, updated my heart to align with his, and in our obedience, he has brought great joy. Now, after more than 35 years of following the Lord, we've come to another place in our walk with him where we are sensing more change, another shift. Are we open to anything he wants from us and for us? Are we ready to say yes again? It took a while, but after some soul-wrenching time with him, we are saying yes to whatever that is. We love where we are and don't want to move if it comes to that. But there's something about knowing that his plans are always good and something good will come out of it for us and for the kingdom. Maybe even a whole lot of good. Saying yes to his call really started the whole process. If we weren't willing to say yes the first time, he would have kept working on my heart to position it where he wanted it in agreement with him. But obedience was still our decision, our choice. It always is. Is it worth it? There is nothing that could replace all he has done to us and through us because we said yes to his call. When we say yes, then he equips us to walk into that calling and to be successful. We simply cannot anticipate what he has in store for us when we say yes. Is it easy street? No. Will there be hardships? Yes. Do we still miss it sometimes? Yes, of course. But he graciously gets us back on track and flowing with his spirit. And it is all worth it. A true Christian walk is not boring. So say yes to him and let the adventures begin. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit 
restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.